0: Welcome to the third event of the Catholic Evangelization Outreach here at St. Margaret Mary. My name is Lou Steyer and I'm the team leader here at St. Margaret Mary for CEO and I'm very excited to be a part of this ministry. It's an exciting time for St. Margaret Mary and this ministry helps us to strengthen our relationship with God. The purpose of CEO is for lay people to share their stories, their life experiences of how God has moved in their lives to bring him to that personal relationship. CEO is a Christ-centered, lay-driven, grassroots ministry, organized and presented by ordinary people for ordinary people. Evangelization can be challenging for all of us, but I imagine that it's more challenging maybe for our youth. Uh, The challenge seems to me that it would be maybe a little bit greater. It's not easy for us to figure out how to live our faith and how to share God's good news with one another. Tonight's speaker will share his inspirational story of uh, faith And his insight into the realization that living God's plan was up to him. He will speak how faith, family, and friends were the constants that have guided him in following that plan that God has for him. In this world where faith isn't always popular, our speaker shares his journey of navigating through life's options and realizing that his life is based on all the choices that he makes. And now it's my great pleasure to introduce tonight's speaker, Zach Gobert. Zach was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in 1999. Since then, he has lived in six states and shared many experiences with his family that consist of his mom, Sherry, dad Craig, his sister Katie, and his younger brother Bryce. They have been parishioners at St. Margaret Mary since 2013. Please welcome Zach Gobert.
1: Good evening everyone. The podium is pretty intimidating. Uh, I'd like to thank Take this moment to thank everyone for being out here tonight. I know it can be hard to get out here. Uh, The Steelers game is on right now, which, by the way, they are winning. Um, But I'd also like to thank the CEO team for giving me the opportunity to speak here tonight. When I was originally asked that, Janet, our youth minister, brought along pizza and cookies. I think she was buttering me up, and it worked. Um, I'm here tonight. So thank you, Janet, and thanks to the CEO team. What I'd like to talk about here tonight is about opportunities that God presents to us. whether God is in your life or not, however much influence he has, you know, God is there for each and every one of us. Even though we may not like the way that life happens, everything is a part of God's plan. The most amazing part of it all is that there's 7 billion separate plans. The organizational skills I wish we could all have, especially with school, but, you know, God, God keeps that one to himself. Like I said before, they all come in different shapes and sizes. Well, tonight, I'm not here to tell you that my life is perfect, because ask my parents, it's not. And I'll make my bed when I get home, I promise. Overall, I feel like God's had an enormous impact on my life, not only through people, places, and events, but at least for for me, I feel like my life is divided up into chapters. You know, for some of us, that's school year to school year, class to class, football game to football game. For priests, maybe it's Old Testament to New Testament. Adults, house to house, child to child, job to job. But for me, it's been moving across the country. It all starts on February 15th, 1999, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I entered this world with two amazing parents and an amazing sister. Eventually, I ended up with a little brother, but another story for another day. Ever since I was born, those four people have been here for me, and I played very important roles in my life. They were the first to introduce me into the Catholic Church, and they're always somewhere I can go and talk to when a problem arises. I'll get into more detail as I go on, but my, my family and my faith have been the two constants that have followed me everywhere I go, whether it's been school, sports, or just life in general. About two months after I was born, we were asked to move to Atlanta, Georgia. Being only two months old, this was not a big deal at all. I honestly can't say I remember anything about Michigan. We've been back once, but Michigan's Michigan. Sorry. <laughs> as soon as we moved to Georgia, my parents had me baptized into the Catholic faith, and immediately started teaching me all about it. They had me enrolled in CCD, and we had to go every Sunday. Yeah, it was a drag, but it paid off, and it really made sure that we had a strong base in our faith. The, they were my first role models in life, and seeing how they had their faith really had a great impact on me. My sister and I, always after every Mass, asked for grades, and I think I have straight A's in the class. Hopefully, still do, but they'd always give us grades and made sure we paid attention during Mass. The seven years that we were in Georgia, I get spent getting to know life and its many mysteries. I got to know my grandparents, cousins, friends, people at church, and life was great. And This was a roller coaster comparing it to. This is the part when you're going uphill, and it's real enjoyable. You're thinking about it, and then you can't see the big hills and the barrel rolls that are to come. But don't get me wrong. Roller coasters are great, but compared to God's roller coasters, Six Flags got some competition. About a quarter of the way through my second grade year, I got my first glimpse of what is coming on life's roller coaster. We were asked to move to a small town in Illinois in just a few short months. As a second grader, this sounded pretty sweet. We got to move to a new state, live in a new house, and I got tons of boxes for a new box fort. However, it wasn't until the move came that I realized that this was part of the roller coaster where you go downhill. It hit me like a train finding out that I'll probably never see any of my elementary school friends again and that I have to start a whole new life. Unfortunately, just like a roller coaster, there's not much I could do and had to go through it over Christmas break. Going from a big city like Atlanta to a small town in Illinois, it was a huge reality check. Where we live, there's only about five restaurants close by, and Chick-fil-A was not one of them. It was miserable. But that'd be nice if that was all life's problems. While we were waiting on our house to be built, we, learned, we lived in an apartment close to the school. We, we learned living there meant sharing with spiders. No matter what we tried, we could not get rid of the spiders and we even nicknamed the apartment Spiderville. Nothing like Louisville, but side note. While that aspect was miserable, I did have some great memories with, while in the apartment. One was getting to build snow bins for the first time and playing outside. Another great memory was making my first communion, winning the Christian Leadership Award at school, playing baseball, basketball, and soccer, and finally getting my hands on the new Wii. Things like that made life a lot easier. Like I said before, even though the setting had changed, I still had my family and the church. If there's a silver lining in any move, that would be it. About a year and a half after we moved to Illinois, we were asked again to move to Jacksonville, Florida. This time, it was a much-needed change going from the cold climate of Illinois to the nice beach climate of Florida. We had to travel to Disney World a lot, and by the time we left, we, had, we knew the workers and we knew the system, and we could get through the lines pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. In Florida, we also got our first experience on the beach, and we even spent Christmas on the beach one year. I was enrolled in Catholic schools, and there I got to keep learning about my faith and experiencing everything that the church has to offer. Outside of school, we participated in vacation Bible school, and I also became an altar server. One of my favorite memories of altar serving was when I wa- learned to watch what I wished for. It happened one Sunday in our pregame huddle, if you will, and we were all talking about the Mass before. And we were talking about getting sick during Mass, and I had bragged that I had never been sick before. God took care of that one, that Mass, and I donated my breakfast to the floor. Not pleasant. After that, I learned maybe to keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> Away from that, I'd, my parents still played an influ, influential role in my life by encouraging us to pray every single night and taking us to church every Sunday. I saw them constantly being involved in Christ Renews' parish and saw how much of an impact that that brought on their lives. Most of our good family friends that they had brought to dinner at our house, they were met on church retreats, Church retreats. Those were the type of things that encouraged me to stay involved in the church. About a week after my birthday, my grandpa suddenly passed away. I can't tell you the amount of times I wish I could go back and ask him questions about anything. It was very hard to see him go because he was always there for me and he was even the church's Santa, so we had to replace the Santa. The same night that he passed away, so did the mom of a family friend that sat behind us every single Sunday. She was hit by a drunk driver on a bridge, and her car went off the bridge. Around the same time, the principal's husband also passed away, after complications from a boating accident. When that happened, it really made me go back and rethink the way I do things. It shows just how quickly life can change. Also around this time, we had been asked to move yet again, and this time to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This time, Pittsburgh was going back to the wintery climate, and so we're moving the beach, is a little bit scary. Out of all the moves, however, Pittsburgh was by far the most influential in my life. Everything about it was influential. Again, the people I met, the places I went, everything about it. Whenever we move, I'd say it takes about a year to get to know what you're doing and to feel settled in. I mean, yeah, the squeaky voice started going in around sixth grade, but besides that, nothing really happened. Things picked right back up, however, in seventh grade. My life got extremely busy with schoolwork, football, basketball, and guys' volleyball. We had great seasons in both basketball and football, but volleyball we're not going to talk about. In school, we started preparing for confirmation. And I had been elected to student council and participated in a science fair event. At church, I began altar serving again and started to get involved with a youth group. There were really a lot of things going for me. However, also a lot of big changes were happening. It was at this point in my life that freedom struck me. While freedom is great because you get more, responsi- more privileges, it also comes with more responsibilities. One of those was yard work, and I think we can all understand that yard work is not what it seems like. For my eighth grade year was a huge year for me. In football, we made it to the semifinals. In basketball, we had an undefeated season and almost came up with the championship. <laughs> not good. This year was also my confirmation year. Confirmation for me was special because we got to pick someone that means a lot to us and that did a lot for me. I picked my grandpa because he was another person that meant a lot to me. When I was younger, it was taking us to the dollar store and buying little cushions and planning them throughout the house. But as I got older, it was being able to talk to him and him listening to me and giving me advice. After confirmation, I also began to get involved with the youth group again, and I went on mission trips. And this is what really was the most influential thing in Pittsburgh for me because everything about this church we went to was great. I developed a great relationship with the pastor as he had just moved to the area when we moved in as well. The pastor, I still keep in contact with him today. In fact, I texted him right before my talk. He, um, he's one of those people that you can talk to about anything. And if you have an attitude in the day, he'll call you out on it and make sure you work on it. And then he'll be right back to talk to you. Another person was our youth minister who goes by the name of Don. Don's another one I spent two hours on the phone with last night, and he's been here for me every, anytime I need it. Don's a bald guy. We do joke around that we rub his head for good luck, but he takes it. The mission trip sovereign Pittsburgh was really, it's an eye-opener. We traveled to Mullins, West Virginia, which is a small town. Again, no Chick-fil-A, no McDonald's, and no cellular service. What was truly amazing there was stuff that we'd replaced in a heartbeat, whether it be a hole in the wall or a cell phone breaking. These people didn't replace it all, whether it be not the money or didn't have the will to fix it, they just didn't do it. So we came in my first year on the mission trip, and we replaced the people's flooring, ceilings, roof, and bathroom. And the appreciation that they showed was amazing. Not only did they appreciate the work that we did, but they saw the work of God and how impactful he can be on anyone's life. The next year, it was the same result. This year we replaced roofs again, windows, doors, just the common stuff that anyone would replace. Same result. They were appreciative for the work, but what they were really appreciative for is God's work in their life. After the mission trips, coming back and getting involved with the youth groups made very important to me. Just about a year after my first mission trip, we were asked to move again this time to Louisville, Kentucky. As soon as I found out about that, I quickly learned A, it's not Louisville, and B, that not everyone here wears cowboy hats. <laughs> I know. So when we first moved here, I did find out that this church here did not have a youth group. However, we quickly got onto that. I called up Don and we were on the phone and he said in order to make it a good youth group, we have to make it sexy for the Lord. And so I have to thank Janet and Ms. Bartley, Ms. Harrison and Ms. Justice for being here and helping us out to start that. We went on a retreat this summer, and it took 10 people here for a core team, and it was life-changing for all of us. Uh, When we first found out, it was going to spend in a monastery for a week, and I think all of us here were like, okay, we're gonna go live with monks for a week, and we're kind of scared, but um, it ended up being a great trip for all of us. We had reconciliation multiple times, and it was an eye-opener for all of us as well. And now we're at the point where we are here. We have a youth group going, and I encourage all of you to come to our kickoff next week. Um, I'm not here to advertise, but if Jan does want to slip me a 20 afterwards, <laughs> you can. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. But we have a kickoff next week, and I encourage all of you to come. Um, you know, if church has not been encouraged in your life, or whether it has, I think youth group is a great opportunity for you. You know, you get to hang out and get to know people who also have the same faith as you and might have the same struggles. And, you know, if you don't come, it's just something you're missing out on. But I really encourage you to come. It's next week, next, uh, next Sunday, actually. It'll be the same time right here. So enough about me. A witness talk, you know, it's supposed to be about yourself. But I really want to connect with everyone here. Um, all of you here are, t- are here for a reason tonight. Whether it's you're forced to or because you wanted to go, you're here for a reason. And God had it planned that you'd be here. When I was looking for, through some suggestions of what to talk about here tonight... I had, you know, say, suggest just like talk about your coming to Jesus moment. You know, being up here, I can't say that I've had my coming to Jesus moment yet. My faith may be strong, but I think that we're all at a point where we're still at a struggle and faith is a day-to-day relationship with God that we have to work on. Yes, on retreats, there's been times where Jesus burns in me, but I can't say that we're there yet. Um, another thing is that I'm here to talk to the youth as much as the adults. As a teenager, You know, we do have our struggles, and we look up to all the adults here. And so I do have to thank my parents for being here and being the role models of my life. All it takes, you know, is for us to put forth a little bit of effort for God, and he'll meet us halfway there. You know, it will will take work, and it's not going to be anything that you just pray one night, and it happens. It doesn't matter if the Catholic Church is going to meet you, though. You know, you put forth the effort, and you show up to youth group, and God will meet us. I ask that, you know, we can all go home here tonight and we can say our prayers listen to Matt Mayer on Pandora and just have a good time, you know, because God is there and he'll be here whenever we need him. Um, So again, thank you to everyone. I ask you to pray for me and I'll pray for you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Zach. That was a wonderful talk. You know, it's just amazing to me that you have a young man who is willing to get up in front of a crowd like this and and speak about his faith. Just a very strong testament to your love, family, God. So thank you. I know I'm intimidated being up here, so I can just imagine, you know, at his age. But um, as, we, as we continue with our evening, uh, we're happy that you're here. We wanted to ask for you to continue to pray for CEO so that we can continue to share the good news. Uh, we would like to invite you to bring a friend with you next month as well. Our next event will be on Sunday, February 21st at 6 30 p.m. the same time as this evening uh, and at that time Lisa Fato is going to share her story of her journey home to the Catholic faith so we're looking forward to that as we prepare to leave this evening I just want to put a challenge before you um, just thinking about zach's talk i think sometimes we think of evangelization as being something that we have to go out to do Uh, sometimes it's right in the midst of our own families and those people that are with us all the time those people that have been there to support and have been our constants in our lives Uh, so this week i ask you to think about who are the constants in your faith life in your faith journey who's been walking with you all along And perhaps those are the people that we don't take the time to say thank you to. So maybe this week, pray for the people that are the constants in your life. And um, maybe you might even wanna just drop them a note, thanking them and and telling them how much you appreciate them being there for you. Uh, We all need those people in our lives. Uh, So at this time, we just uh, thank you all for being here. Hope you'll return next month on the 21st and be with us again. So thank you.